You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5 where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So today's episode is one that I know you're wondering about because, you know, you're hanging out, COVID world, you probably got a lot of CE during the shutdown, or at least I did. Oh my gosh, did I get a lot of CE. But sometimes you wonder, like, did I retain anything from that CE? Is that CE going to help my license? What does that CE mean for me? And so today I have brought on my friend and expert, Sandra Berger, RDH, with Superior Seminar Solutions to tell us the top five ways to get the most out of CE. Sandra, thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you. My pleasure. So Sandra, so CE is one of those you know things that we have to do, right? And we can do CE. We can just check a box and do CE, or we can actually like dig in and get something out of the CE and learn and and be more excited about our profession and be able to do more things with our patients. Um, and so how do you play in this world of CE? What do you do? Um, well, I work with speakers and companies that want to give approved CE that will work towards um, people's licenses and just to give the company credibility that this course has been um, vetted and has the standards of the Academy of General Dentistry. You know, it's interesting as somebody that has just started giving CE, um, it's interesting to understand that really anybody can say they're giving CE um, and like nobody went through and like fact checked my CE Everybody just sort of assumed I knew what I was talking about. Now, I, of course, did fact check my own CE and I had you look at my CE to make sure that it was good. But but there is something that goes into making sure that the CE that you're taking is accurate and is helpful and is going to be approved by your state. All of those things, right? Yes, all of those things. And, and yeah, are there certain things that that really if. If somebody out here, out there listening, one of our listeners wanted to build their own CE, how do you even start to build a CE? What do you what do you have to do? Well, you have to create a course description and objectives and then have a bio. Um, so there's a lot of different YouTube. I have uh, information on my website on how you can do that. But you want to um, create a course description that's going to be enough that if someone is reading it, they know what they're going to learn. And this is important because I believe that you shouldn't only take CE that goes for your license. You need to take CE on something that you want to learn. Uh, you know, as as um, in dental school, they hardly have any business courses or team management, and there's so many out there. And there are some um, states where learning how to manage your team or um, motivate your team, or if you're a hygienist, 
you know, learn how to be a better leader or a team member, uh, it will not go towards your license. But in my opinion, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take it. Well, for sure. I, I have to, I will admit to the listeners here, um, and you guys can write me hate mail about it. There are years when my kids were little and, and life was crazy that I probably phoned in my CE and I might have just gone to those free sites and gone straight to the quiz and taken the quiz and checked the box that I knew all the answers and got the CE and done and I renewed my license. But those years that I did that, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't excited about my profession. I probably felt like I was kind of living Groundhog's Day, you know, mm-hmm. scraping teeth and and not getting the most out of what I was learning. Um, and so I think you really miss an opportunity when you don't take courses that you're super excited about or things that you want to learn about. And when you're like just counting the credits, you're like, oh, in, in Virginia, we have to get to 15 hours. You're like, oh, I got to my 15. I don't have to learn anymore. That's all I got to learn. And I guess I know all the things, but there's no way you know all the things. Like there's too much out there to not know all the things. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then you're so right that there's things that don't necessarily count towards your license that could really help you. Like, oh, my goodness, ergonomics. Like, I know that ergonomics isn't always something that that counts towards people's license in certain states. But, oh, my gosh, if you don't learn how to have better ergonomics, you're not going to have a career anymore. Right. 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 And, and that's something that ho- hopefully will change. Um, and it also depends on your state and it's, it's the attendees responsibility to know that they can't, um, go to a conference and, and take a course on, um, you know, how I changed my life by incorporating sleep dentistry, which is practice management, not sleep dentistry and, um, and then get mad that that CE doesn't count towards their license. Especially if you went to like a national conference. I mean, there's no way that they can say, okay, this counts in Virginia, but doesn't count in Texas. And it can't, like, you can't really see that whole list. And so, yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's each of us being able to know exactly what, what our state allows. I actually dug into my state rules the other day. I actually had no idea what, what it said. Um, And it took some digging. It's not the easiest thing in the world to find. No, and it, and it's interpretive. I was just looking at Connecticut's, and it the wording makes it think that all the courses have to be clinical or scientific, but it doesn't come right out and say that. Like in Texas, it says it scientific courses only. Um, so you know what? If you're if the person that is giving the course is um, very qualified to give that course. And you feel that you have a reason for taking it that will better your practice of dentistry or dental hygiene, then I would appeal that to your state board. I, I recently I recently saw somebody on on Facebook that was appealing some of the things that they were doing. Um, I think they were in Texas. And so they were trying to appeal some courses because I think they they didn't have a they didn't have the right courses or something like that. So yeah, there is a way to appeal. All right. I've totally messed up our top five, Sandra. Sorry, I got way okay. into this. So the top five ways to get the most out of CE, we kind of already talked about number one, which is review the course description, right? You want to make sure that right. it's something that you want to know about, right? Exactly. 
And um, so you want to make sure it's something you know about. You want to make sure that um, if you do have a state that has licensing requirements with OSHA or ethics or um, substance abuse, there's some opioid, um, there's some domestic abuse, some states that require that. So you want to make sure that that it it does qualify um, and that and that you um, or that it's just a topic that you think you'll get a lot out of. For sure. Yeah, because, again, you can phone it in. But who, who are you hurting there? You're only hurting yourself. Um, exactly. All right. Well, what's number two? Um, you want to check who's speaking. <laughs> so um, this is something that might be a little bit um, unusual, but there is a lot of um, hearsay out there about companies supporting CE. And so when you look at a, at a speaker and they work for a company, you can't always assume that it's going to be a sales pitch. I know the courses that I uh, work with my speakers, even if they work for XYZ company, they know that they have to talk general and educate. So let's say they work for a fluoride company. They can talk about fluoride. They can't talk about XYZ's fluoride. But who better to know about the company than the person who works for them? So, so that's something. And then you also want to look that, that they have enough of a background that, um, if they're talking about, you know, sleep dentistry, you might want to look that they have some different certifications and and not just a passion. Um, I used to speak on medical marijuana and um, my bio, if you looked it up, would talk about that. Um, I have a brother who went through uh, chemotherapy God, in the 70s. And we found out how great it was then. And it's just been something that, you know, that I followed. And and when it became a thing, decided to speak on it. So um, I, I just feel that that's really important. Yeah, you know, I remember this just past RDH under one roof. I uh, went to a course and it was on um, ergonomics. And the person happened to be talking about sharpened free instruments, which is something that I had never used or tried. and. And they happened to be with Young Innovations. So they were talking about the American Eagle instruments and other sharpened free instruments. But I immediately went out and, and tried them and turned out that I loved them. And, and it was so it was a great course. And yes, it was sponsored by Young Innovations, but it was an excellent way for me to learn about sharpened free technology and how that could help me in the op. Um, so it wasn't really a sales pitch. It was really helping me have better ergonomics and better time management. Right. And it was something that she really uses. And you exactly. know, understood that it helped her in her practice. Yeah, yeah. And really be able to help explain the technique and how you use that product and all that kind of stuff, which was really helpful because unless you get yeah. that firsthand how knowledge. How it's made, why it gets that way. Yep, exactly. For sure, yeah. All right, well, what's number three? Um, so you want to look at who has approved it. There are um, four major ways you can go to, like in New Jersey, if I wanted to... Um, create a CE and and invite people or, or sell tickets, I can actually go to the State Board of uh, Dentistry in New Jersey and they will approve my, um, my course um, if they feel it's approvable um, for two years. That doesn't cost anything. Um, and then there are companies that can become um, 
AGD PACE providers, that's the Academy of General Dentistry provider, um, ADA SERP, the American um, Dental Association, and um, AADH, the American Academy of Dental Hygiene, they all have a CE approval program. Um, and generally, when you have one of those logos or, or one of those courses where on the bottom it says this course has been approved by HD Pace, or it's actually not the course that's approved, it's the person giving the course or the company giving the course, um, then you know that it's a high-level course. It, it takes a lot to become an AGD PACE or an ADA SERP provider. It certainly takes a lot of paperwork, a lot of patience. <laughs> a lot of paperwork, a lot of detail. <laughs> a lot <laughs> and then of detail. you also want to know, right? Yeah. Um, and so you want to you look at that and make sure that they have that uh, approval. All right. Well, what's number four? Number four of how to get the most out of your CE is to keep track of it. So, uh, yes, you want to keep track of how many credits you have, whether they, um, if it's a specific course that you need or whether the course might or might not go towards your license. But you need to keep that information for seven years. And so you want to um, actually record it. Either I have a, um, a folder on my desk and I print out all of my CE, even the online ones, which has been the past, you know, year or so. Um, I, I just print it out. I do save it on my computer as a PDF in a file too, but I like that hard copy. I print it out. I put it in a folder. I must have all of my CE from 15 years. And it's just in that folder. I, I think I I've have never all mine from the it. dawn of time. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had to touch it. But if you if you need it, you know, I can't tell you how many people will, you know, uh, will contact me three or four years later. I'm being audited. I, I you know, can you look up? And as an AGD PACE provider, it's also my responsibility to keep that information for seven years. Um, but. Someone can charge you if you lose your CE certificate and want to set one another one. They're allowed to charge you the time that it would take. Um, and not everybody has the greatest record. So you don't want to, you don't want to depend on them. You really should keep track of your CE. I take a I take a picture of every one of my certificates. I actually keep it in my dental post profile. There's a section for CE. Um, and so I can see, and then it's cool because then it's attached to my resume. So if I ever were to go job searching, uh, a, an employer would see it and they'd be like, holy cow, that woman takes a lot of CE. So it's uh, it's kind of fun. It's an that's easy place a wonderful to keep track idea. Of it. Yeah. And that's free. I have to look so into you guys that. can all try that. Yeah. All right. Well, what's number five? So number five is um, once you've taken the CE to review your notes and handouts from the course. Um, wait, wait, hang I on. Can't you don't just take them and you put them in a file and never look at them again? <laughs> <laughs> Some people do, like, you know, like me For way sure. too often, you know. Too and, you often. Know, you're there and you're, and you're concentrating and you're writing, 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 and then you never look at it again. It's terrible. And it's terrible. <laughs> but I think we all do it. And, um, and it's really something that I've, I've, 
um, tried to, to get better at just even, even in conversations, if I make a note, you know, to go back and, and review what you've written, because you'll get a lot more out of it. I think particularly if you can go back, and this is something that I've tried to do, either have a conversation with another person about it, or I like to um, go back now, we sort of have this thing in our staff meetings at our office where, like, if you've taken a CE or you've written a, read a book, you know, to actually talk about, you know, what you learned. And I think when you have to say it back, like then, A, it maybe like solidifies in your brain and you're actually looking at your notes and and then you're giving the opportunity for your coworkers and your team to learn about that um, as well. That's the one thing that definitely I think I miss, miss, miss about in-person instruction is coming home with those um, samples in your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember uh, coming back with, you know, like like a, a suction tip, uh, you know, actually, actually I got one in the mail which is exciting. I did take a course uh, and they did mail out products and I got one of the Dove uh, backflow prevention suction tips. And then I was able to go back to my office and I'm a little obsessed with suction and water lines. I think everybody knows that by now, but able to go back into my office and tell everybody like why this suction tip was awesome because it prevented backflow and it was really great because it swiveled and it had great ergonomics and all those things. But I could do that based upon the CE I took that I could now share with my my office. And then it really gets it stuck in your head that way. Absolutely. That, that really, it does. And it makes you, when I um, took CE through my office, um, he would make us come back and, you know, give a little, you know, presentation on it or write something about it. And unconsciously, even you pay attention more because you know you're going to have to explain it to other people. And I think there is no better cure for burnout. We're hearing about a lot about burnout all over Facebook and everybody's just, I've had enough of hygiene. I can't do this anymore. And to me, there's no better cure for burnout than good CE. Absolutely. You know, motivational CE is so important. Um, One thing that, that I recently I've uh, looked into is the personalities, the strengths you know, uh-huh. that has helped love me with my children, with, with everything. So even though it might not count in New Jersey, I can, I can use four, I think four CEs towards practice management. Um, but this course was way longer. Um, but it's still, it's really helps me. And most of those courses help you in more than just your dental practice. Absolutely. But I even think just even learning about dental things just keeps me excited about like, oh, I'm going to go in and try SDF. Oh, I'm going to go in and try GBT. Oh, I'm going to like it just I don't know. It takes away the Groundhog Day of it all and really makes it makes it exciting because you want to see what you can do and what a difference you can make. Right. And especially, you know, when you're like me and I graduated, you know, in the dark ages, um, I just (laughs) learned that (laughs) that people are giving. steroids instead of opioids after like let's say a root canal or an extraction and it just makes so much sense and that was just crazy and I don't practice anymore but it was it was so fun and then when my um, daughter-in-law had a root canal uh, I said to her so what they give you and they gave her steroids I was like yes this guy knows what he's doing 
Yeah. It's so, so great to stay on top of all that stuff. It's still fun to learn. Absolutely. I love learning. It's my favorite. All right. Well, let's review our top five. So number one, top five ways to get the most out of CE. Number one is review the course description. Make sure it's something you want to learn about. Number two, check who's speaking. Number three, check to see who approved it. Number four, keep track of your CE. And number five, review your notes. Tell other people about it. Like, make sure that this CE is something that's going to keep you super excited about dental hygiene. Um, Because, man, if I was practicing dental hygiene the same way that I learned it 25 years ago, I wouldn't be doing a service to myself or my patients. So it's important that we continue to learn. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for coming on today. If people want to reach out to you, how can they how can they reach you? Um, I do have a website. It's superiorseminarsolutions.com. And my email address is sssberg at gmail.com. Perfect. My, uh, my name growing up was Sandra Susax. And so the SSS was a big part of my life. That's funny. I never knew what the SSS means. Now we know. <laughs> Well, everyone, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have an idea for this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 